let's begin. We are on in, in the uh, in the new books. We're on the top of page Lamedala, the new paragraph, Kamokain. And in the old books, we are also the top of page Chavhei, probably about three or four lines down, but Kamokain. So we are talking about how the body and the Nefesh of Ahamias is actually are actually our tools to be able to reach a level within ourselves, really, and within Hashem, that we would not be able to reach otherwise. So then he says, So now let's go back to what we talked about, really, uh, right in the beginning of the Mimer, which is the idea of Bitush. Bitush means to be hit, right, literally, but it means that, like we brought out in the beginning of the Mimer, there's an idea of the, for example, the olive, that the best of the olive is the olive oil. And so therefore, through squeezing the olive, you're able to bring out the olive oil. Or through breaking the shell of the almond, you're able to get to the uh, fruit of the almond. Right? So, this idea of bitush is a a scary thought on the one hand, but it's also a useful tool on the other hand. Shemavatish is atzma b'hachna, that he is able to mevatish himself, he's able to break himself through this hachna, through this subjugation, or lowering down of himself, and also looking at himself from a state of shiflus, from a state of lowliness. How he looks at himself and he realizes in himself that he's really not where he needs to be. He realizes he could be on a much higher level and he realizes that really the level that he's at is not really becoming of of what he should be. This causes him to look at himself in a way of lowliness, in a way of feeling oneself to be uh, a little bit disgusted with himself. And, you know, I guess you would say to be, you know, disappointed in oneself. Essentially, what we're going with this is as follows. We need to find a way to be able to drive home, right, the nekud of what's really important in life. And the idea is that, unfortunately, what we see very often is that through different uh, difficult situations that, God forbid, a person has to face in his life, it brings him back to his, the, real, uh, the reality of where he should be. So we see, unfortunately, like I remember growing up even, um, you know, that I saw you know, countless times in, in, the, uh, in the modern Orthodox world that I grew up in was this idea of, you know, a person who uh, unfortunately would lose a, a parent, a father, a mother, whatever, never shouldn't know from such things, that all of a sudden, uh, you know, it, it basically it changes his life. He starts coming to, uh, to shul more often, he starts saying Kaddish, he's, he, he reflects more on his life, and very often that caused the person to become more religious. I, I saw it, uh, you know, many times. Or if a person is, God forbid, going through some sort of difficulty in his life, some sort of challenge, some sort of, right? That all of a sudden now he, he, he calls out to Hashem, right? What, what is the phrase? Uh, you know, in foxholes, there are no atheists, right? That bitush that happens to a person, that breaks a person, that he, he calls out, he reaches, it causes him to, to, to touch 
something that's so internal in himself that it causes it causes him to reach to the to the pit of who he is the essence the core of who he is and that core is is his nefesh alakis and not just his nefesh alakis but the the highest levels of his nefesh alakis which is united and one with hashem and so therefore he's able to reach a level in hashem right they they um in the Midler Rebbe's Maimer, one of the one of the Maimarms of the Midler Rebbe, it talks about the breaking of idols, and in this way, the breaking of idols. What does that mean? That uh, a person needs to look at himself as though he is his nefesh alokis. Instead, what we do is we 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 place on ourselves very often a uh, different type of titles. Like a person looks at himself. Uh, that he is a father, he is a, a, a teacher, he is a businessman, he's a lawyer, he's a this, he's a that, whatever. And that's how he interprets himself. And it's true. That, he, that is a definition. He is a father, he is a brother, he is a, you know, he is a son, he is a grandson. He is a, he, but that's not who he really is. He is a teacher. That's what he does. But is that him? So... Very often we create this, uh, so to speak, this idol for himself, this, uh, this image of himself. And then Hashem comes and crashes it down. In order to get us back to really who we really are. And so what we're saying here is, and what we said at the beginning of the Mimer is that we don't want Hashem to crash us down. We don't want that bitush. We don't want that external uh, force of making us uh, take life in a much more serious manner, in a much more realistic manner, in a much more panemistic manner. We need to be able to do that on our own. And if we do it on our own, then Hashem doesn't need to do it. So that is the point that he's bringing out here, that on the one hand, our nefesh bahamis, nefesh al-ki, uh, nefesh bahamis in our body is, is covering over us and causing us to do all these different things that we're you know, involved in in the world, and that's how we get, you know, totally sidetracked. And that's what we're involved in. On the other hand, the fact that we have our nefesh of Bahamias and our body, and the fact that it is blocking, the fact that it's blocking can also be used as an, a tool, as an instrument, to be able to get back to our core. How? And that's what he says here. How? By, by, by looking at oneself and doing a cheshbon nefesh. That in particular, when he does a cheshbon nefesh, when he is a mayre chushbana, mayre chushbana is a master of accounts, right? Like the Zayar explains. Someone who looks at himself and is able to see and look at all of his machshava, all of his thoughts, his speech, his action, and say to himself, like, what am I really doing? Am I where I need to be? Right? How he thinks to himself, how he's really, a lot of his thoughts are really uh, not what they should be. They're bad thoughts. And he thinks about it, how he's, an interesting word, from the word shokeya. Shokeya means to, um, is to be like drowning or sunk, sunk into them. Right? He's like sunk into them all day long. 
and all day long, all different types of zaras are popping into his head. And also in speech, and so many words of his speech are just davarim batelim, just stam nonsense. and speaking of just jesting and just stam nonsense, right? And in particular, in action. And not even in doing things that are mamish, uh, uh, a sin, of something that's really not allowed. That he just, his whole life is sunk into Taivas Heter. That's what he's sunk into. He's sunk into, you know, the kosher chicken and the kosher steak and the cake and the this and the that. Taivas of, it's kosher. It's 100% kosher. But his whole life is, 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 is this. What's going to be for breakfast? What's going to be for lunch? What's going to be for dinner? Right? His whole mind, that, that, that's, that's what he's involved in. So what happens with this is that he becomes, Nisava means to become thick. He becomes very thick. He becomes Nisgashem. He becomes very uh, physical. Ma'od. Right? Because that's what, he's, that's what he's involved in, in his life. Since that's what he's involved in in his life, he becomes a very magushim dika person. Right? And that is the natural tendency. That's the natural tendency of a person. Right? He's here in this world. He looks around the world and he sees, you know, his, his physical eyes direct him. What do they direct him towards? They direct him to what's hungry, what he's hungry about. I'm hungry for cake. I'm hungry for this. I'm hungry for that. I want to do this. I want to do that. Da, 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 da. He just becomes a very magushim dika person. And what happens when he becomes a Megushim Tikka person? He says, It stuffs up his brain, it stuffs up his heart. It becomes clogged. Right? And he's no longer a Kli for a revelation of Hashem in his soul. He doesn't feel it anymore because he becomes stuffed up. So, in other words, he's doing it to himself. He's losing his spiritual sensitivity. Not because chas v'shalom he's doing an Avera. He's not doing an Avera. He's a nice Jewish boy. He's a yeshiva bacher. But what is he kaching in? And because of what he is involved in, he just becomes very magushim. He becomes, and when he becomes very magushim, it doesn't allow the light of Hashem to shine in him. That's what happens. Hold on. I'm sorry. Rabbi Elzer ben Arach, the Baila Mikra Safra Chaydish, right? That it talks, it's a story that they bring it actually in the commentaries on. Um, I think on Pirkei Avos it brings this this story. It's a Gemara in, in, in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos over there says how he, he moved away, this reveals him in Arach, right? And he was reading from the Sefer Torah, right? And when he was reading from the Sefer Torah, instead of saying, right, which is the Pasuk, right, we're talking about when Hashem shows the new moon, right, in the book of Shmos, right, to Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron, Right, Hakayin. Vikara instead, Hacherish Hayala Libam. Right, that instead he said he said that a Cherish Cherish is a deaf person. Libam his heart. It was blocked up. 
So he read it wrong. The point being that he was reading and he was seeing the wrong thing. Because that's, he was in the wrong place. Right? Because of all the Taivas Heter. Right? Because of the wine and all the, you know, all the Gashmistika things. You know, from all of our, all of our Gashmistika things we could look at. From, it's not, it's not, not kosher. It is, yes, kosher. Very, very kosher. Nothing wrong with it. According to Allah. <coughs> but that is when a person just kachs in it. Kachs in it. What happens is he becomes, he makes himself deaf. Very interesting word here, nisharish. Nisharish from the word, it's a reflexive verb. Meaning that he is making it happen to himself. That's the point. That's the scary point. It's not like something that's being done to him by someone outside. No. It's he himself causing himself to be this way. And it blocks up our hearts. To the point that now he's not a kli at all to gilu yalukus. That's the idea. That's the feeling. And then it just goes lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Because when a person loses that sensitivity, what winds up happening is that it just blocks him up. And the more it blocks him up, the more he doesn't feel. The more he doesn't feel, so he has less of a cheshek to do the things that are right. In other words, what happens, and it talks about this uh, a bunch in Kuntras Avaida, is this idea of how the more he kachs in these physical taivas, what winds up happening is it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy in that it blocks him up from feeling his neshama. And when he doesn't feel his neshama, what winds up happening is that he no longer has a desire. Like he doesn't really have a cheshek to go and learn more taira. He doesn't have a cheshek to daven ba'avoida. He doesn't have a cheshek to... Like the things... In other words, it, it's a... When a person wants to learn, for example, a person has an has a energy to learn Gemara or to learn a mimer. A lot of times what it's coming from is because there's a sensitivity in his soul. Because of that sensitivity in his soul, he's drawn to want to learn more, to want to uh, daven more, to want to, you know, like all of these things. Where is it coming from? It's not an intellectual necessarily an intellectual decision it's it's a it's an, an it's an, a spiritual energy within him which is acting as a magnet to want to do this learning to want to do this avoida whatever it is however when he blocks himself up what happens is that he is covering over that magnet more and more and more and more and more to the point that now he doesn't have such an interest in it or it's, it's very hard for him, or he doesn't want to do it, or he doesn't have a cheshek to do it. It's not like catapulting him into like spending his time learning, or spending his time davening, or spending his time... It's just like, you know, like a, you know he's, not, he's not so excited. So this is, this is what's happening over here, that he is making himself, so to speak, deaf from it. He is blocking up his own heart from it. It's not something that someone on the outside is doing to him. No one on the outside is doing this to him. He's doing it to himself. And therefore, he's losing that sensitivity, that, that, that feeling that, like, that this is what he wants from his life. 
Instead, what he wants from his life is more gashmias. And it becomes like again and again, it becomes like I said, a self-fulfilling prophecy. He just keeps on, it goes either in this direction or this direction. And that's what he says. And then it causes him to descend further and further and further. And it gets to such a point that he can't even feel the Elokus in a level of Makif. In other words, it becomes even to the point that not only doesn't he feel it epidemious, but he doesn't even feel it in a superficial way anymore. He's just like, why should I bother going to shul? Or why should I bother learning? Or why should I bother doing chitas? Or why should I bother doing... Like, it's, it, it becomes like, whatever, you know. So not only this alone, that it's not shining by him, the godly light in a way of in, in, in a way of like this tremendous cheshek, tremendous desire to learn taira, this tremendous desire to daven. But it gets to the point that it doesn't even feel it in a superficial manner. What does that mean? This is what we were saying before. He doesn't have any desire at all to spend, sit, sit down and learn Taira, or to try to daven a little bit more, or to feel Elokus. He doesn't, he doesn't have this desire anymore. It's just like, like he doesn't want to even do it. He'd rather sit down and watch a movie. That's all he wants. He just let's watch another movie and another movie and another movie, another hockey game, another baseball game, another football game, another, you know, it's like, it becomes like that's that's what he wants, like, right? But pratias haches bonsedek sheoisa benavsho. So when a person then turns it around, and he does a chesh bonsedek, he does a true accounting in his in his own brain, in his own soul, right? So what happens then is that then he could turn the side, turn the tables, so to speak. He's able to look and see what am I doing with my life. My whole life is about, right, about uh, all these gashmiyistika things. This is what I get a kachin. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm into. This is what I'm, like, all day long. This is what it's all about. This is what my life is directed towards. So he starts, he gets broken. He realizes that he's wasting his time in this world. Nishbar means broken. It's like crushed. He becomes like pain by it because he realizes like I'm wasting my time I'm doing the wrong thing I did the, I made a mistake right like that so he says right that he is broken his heart and his inside because at the end of the day when he looks at himself and he sees what's driving him and he sees where his real energy is so what happens is that he gets broken. But what factor? Because he recognizes that he's far away from Hashem. That's the idea. That's at the end of the day, that, that is the point. That he's far away from Hashem. That's what's going on here. And that's what's causing this to go again and again. Not because Hashem made it that way, because I made it that way. That's the point. So, and this is the key line to this whole point, is that through doing this meditation, through doing this chesh nefesh, through doing this whole accounting, this causes him to 
want to jump away from where he is, to jump forward, to move in such a, dr- a dramatic way that causes this ratza, this, 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 this running towards Hashem to be bleak fool. Unlimited. Like he just powers out like a, like, a, like, a, like a rocket ship blasting off. Right? Without this feeling of farness, he doesn't feel that, that, like that energy that he needs to make a change. It's Dafka the point that he feels far away that causes him to make this huge one, this huge change <clears throat> in himself that he wants to jump forward. <laughs> to get out from the darkness of the body and the nefesh Bahamis. <coughs> Excuse me. In order to become included in the Abishter, in the Eorin Sof himself. Right? This is the idea. So we see that, unfortunately, God forbid, God forbid, God forbid, we shouldn't know from such things, but chas v'shalom, a person gets a bitish from, from above, that chas v'shalom, someone is sick, or someone is, uh, you know, uh, some problem with parnasa chas v'shalom, or some, whatever it happens to be, all of a sudden then he's screaming out to Hashem to help. We don't want that to be happening. We don't want that, to, that Hashem is going to break our status quo. And in order that it shouldn't, that Hashem shouldn't do it to us, we have to do it to ourselves. We have to break out of our status quo. One way or the other, it's in the best interest of my soul, being in this world, that I have to break out of my status quo. And Hashem, being the loving Father that He is, is going to make sure that it happens. So it's better that I should do it. How am I going to do it? I want to scream out to Hashem. I want to break out of myself. I want to move away. I want to move away from my... uh, nonsense that I become involved in in order to push forward to be able to reach to my that my etzim and my neshama right should push forward to the etzim of Hashem and that's the idea and that's what he says over here that's what it means when it says in the Mishnah that we don't stand up to Davin except mitoch a kaivid rosh what does it mean a kaivid rosh kaivid literally means to be heavy a heavy head what is that this is this idea of subjugating oneself to lowering oneself down, to recognizing where he is. This is the avoda of tikkun chatzois, right? That we do, that the person is supposed to do at midnight. Now we know that it's already been discussed before in our generations that we're not doing tikkun chatzois. But on the other hand, we are doing kriyashma shalamita, that our, we should try at least you know, once a week to do a Kriyashma Shalomita with a real Cheshba Nefesh, with a real feeling, like, let me see, where am I? What am I kaching in? What am I doing? Where am I? And go through this whole Cheshba Nefesh that we just pointed out here. To lower oneself down, right? To be this master of accounting. So that's how, even though we're talking about doing the Cheshba Nefesh at night, and the Shemona Esrei is not until the next morning, by, by, by going through this exercise in the nighttime, it allows us to wake up the next morning to be in a different state of mind, in a different state of being. And therefore, when we daven and we get to the b'chol levavcha, b'chol nafsha, b'chol meodecha, so then b'chol meodecha is a different b'chol meodecha. Shehu b'chines ha-yitziyem ha-choshech ha-guv, this is the idea of going out from the darkness of the body, and going closer to Hashem through a shaking, a movement of the soul. 
this is what winds up happening to me. This winds up shaking me up to the point that I, now I want the Eibishter in a way that I wouldn't have necessarily reached if I would have just been doing the meditation that we said earlier in the Maimer, which is Bechol meditation, of looking at how Hashem is my life. This is a different type of energy. This energy is, is a fire energy that causes us to shift and in, in 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 make a major quantum leap in myself. Make sense? It's good? Okay.